0: episode 287 june 29th 2017 oh and a special happy birthday to wyatt baker he's going to be eight years old on july the third yep right before july 4th happy birthday
1: <laughs> you're listening to a four x four radio network podcast podcasting since
0: 2010
2: Are you ready?
0: It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and voice
2: your
1: Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around
3: the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, Jeep takes the top two spots on the AMI, or the American Made Index. The 2017 American Made Index ranks vehicles and automakers based on five factors. Automobile assembly location, rather. uh, Engine origin, transmission origin, how much of the vehicle contains parts made domestically, and U.S. factory employment numbers adjusted by sales to reflect how many employees each sale supports. As you can see, this gets into some serious nitty-gritty number analysis. Now, in the event there is a tie, they even go so far as to take into consideration the vehicle's curb weight, favoring the heavy vehicle, of course, for the tiebreaker, as it would have used or contained more domestic parts or materials. I guess in this case, excess is a good thing. The AMI is a deep analysis of cars assembled in the U.S. with high domestic parts content, predominant U.S. sourcing for engines and transmissions, and high U.S. manufacturing jobs supported per vehicle. This year, the index de-emphasizes overall sales, a factor that reflects the economic impact of a given model line, to focus more on the domestic impact of a single buyer purchasing one model versus another. More than 120 light-duty passenger vehicles built in the United States were analyzed to arrive at this year's top 10 list. The two Jeeps in question up at the top are the Jeep Wrangler, of course, including the Wrangler Unlimited four-door and, believe it or not, the Cherokee. Their domestic parts content were among the highest figures observed in this year's entire AMI list. 70% for the Cherokee, 74% for the Wrangler, and 75% for the Wrangler Unlimited. In fact, over 90% of the Wrangler's parts come from within 1,500 miles of where it is assembled. For the full AMI list and to learn more about the AMI and what it means for Jeep, go ahead and visit Cars.com. Well, speaking of Wranglers, for all of you 2007-2016 to 2016 Jeep Wrangler owners out there, and yep, that's a lot of you, you are more than likely aware of a long-standing recall for the defective Takata airbag inflators that reside in all of your steering wheels and dashboards, if they haven't already been swapped out, that is. Japan's Takata Corporation, the firm at the center of auto the auto industry's biggest product recall in the entire history of automobiles, has filed for bankruptcy this week in the United States and Japan and said it would be bought for $1.6 billion by U.S.-based rival Key Safety Systems. This filing is going to put some closure on the tens of billions of dollars in recall liabilities and lawsuits. Its defective airbag inflators have been linked to at least 17 deaths around the world. Transportation authorities around the globe have ordered about 100 million inflators to be recalled, as the ammonium nitrate compound used to inflate the airbags has been found to become volatile with age and prolonged exposure to heat, causing devices to suddenly and without warning explode. Not exactly what I call a fun day on the trail, right? What this bankruptcy, bankruptcy filing means for any of you may still be up in the air As I don't know the, the current status of all the class action lawsuits and whether or not they've been settled yet. In any case, if you own a 2007 to 2016 Jeep Wrangler and there is any doubt at all that your airbag inflator hasn't been swapped out yet, well, get down to your local dealer and have them look up your VIN number and find out. It just might save your life. Well, big news from Bestop. That's right, Bestop, the world's leading manufacturer of premium Jeep soft tops and accessories, is now offering five new color options for consumers who want to set themselves apart from the pack. That's right, I said color soft tops. For the first time ever, you have custom color options for the soft top of your Jeep. Right now, they're only available for 2007 to 2017 Wranglers through BestTop.com or their authorized Bestop dealers, but I'm sure once this trend takes off, Well, they'll start cutting them for the TJs, and if we're lucky, maybe even the YJ and CJ crowd will get some love, too. The new color selections include navy blue, granite, gray, pebble beige, and oak tan, and just for Tony, crushed red pepper. These new color options are offered on the super top models, the all-new Trek NX Glide models, Trek Top NX Plus, the all-time perennial favorites, the Trek Top NX, and the super premium Trek Top Pro. The colored soft tops are made from high-quality acrylic twill and come with window panels and all necessary hardware for complete installation. If you guys want to go completely custom, Bestop is also offering colored window panels, which are, of course, sold separately. For more info on the new color soft tops, we'll have a link on the show notes for this episode, or you can head over to bestop.com. And I want to thank all of you guys who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have a response to any one of our stories, or you think you got something you think we should be reporting on, well, by all means, give us a call or email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com.
0: You know, we uh, we recently uh, spoke with uh, uh, somebody from Best Top, and he was telling us about these uh, different colored tops, which I was really surprised about. Apparently, this is something that they've done in the past. I just wasn't aware of. And uh, the other thing he was talking about that, you know, maybe one of you guys had heard about, but I hadn't, they actually have glass panels that can go in there for like the uh, the very harsh winter climates. And uh, I don't know if that's on the entire line of the tops or just certain certain ones they have. But I, I thought that was very interesting to actually have glass panels in, uh, in the tops like that. So uh, that would be, uh, uh, you'd have to be extra careful when you were uh, going topless and how you were storing that stuff, I would I would imagine. But uh, very interesting. And uh, I love doing these uh, these interviews with our guest, Tammy, because we're learning uh, lots of good things. Like uh, even last week, we learned something. We'll, we'll uh, touch base on that here in a little bit.
4: One thing, Tony, that I think you're failing to mention is, um, you heard it first about the new soft tops here on the Jeep Talk Colin Show. That's when he announced it before it was announced to the public. I, I was thinking, so,
0: I was thinking about that, and I couldn't remember if that's exactly what he said. So I'm glad that you uh, you jumped in there with that because I, yeah. I did think that was an exclusive. We, yep. uh, I think that bottle of Jack Daniels we sent him the drink yeah. before the interview worked out.
4: Yep. <laughs> yep. You guys hear hear it first here on the Jeep Talk Show. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's great. We love being able to uh, bring that information to you guys. It's always fun talking to not only the guests but uh, everybody out there.
4: Hey guys, you know you can tweet <laughs> to the show live. Just send us a tweet by adding hashtag, it's JTS live um, during the show, and you can watch for your tweet at the bottom of the screen here on your YouTube video. Remember that's hashtag JTS live.
3: Hey, how would you like to interact directly with the show, guys? Want to give Tony a piece of your mind? Maybe you have something grossly inappropriate to share with Tammy. (laughs) Well, now you have the means to do so, all while getting more Jeep Talk Show. And come on, who couldn't use more Jeep Talk Show in their life, right? No, seriously, you need to let us know, and we'll... Take care of things. So join us live uh, every Tuesday where Tony and Tammy will not only take your calls on the air, but we'll also be interviewing industry experts or famous people from around the Jeep world. The Jeep Talk Call in Show every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time on YouTube.com/slash Jeep Show. And be sure to head to JeepTalkShow.com for the free access to the phone numbers.
0: So uh, we were just mentioning uh, some of the, the great, fun guests that we have on the, the Jeep Talk Call in Show. And uh, this past episode, we had a great guest. He was a, a last-minute guest because uh, uh, our, our guest uh, canceled on us, but uh, she was able to get us uh, this this wonderful guest, uh, Greg uh, Mulkey at Raceline Wheels. So, oh, Charlene got you through there with frying colors. So. Oh you know, it's a good God, thing insane. to have a black Jeep because they just they just perform better than, say, a red Jeep. The red Jeeps, I... Uh, I don't know. It's just too much flash for me. What do you think, Tammy?
2: I, I Jeeps with- are so <laughs> depressing. <laughs>
0: I agree I with you 100%. See, Tony? <laughs> See, Tony? See?
4: Yeah, told you so. <laughs> even the the experts agree with me.
0: Uh, that's going to come back to bite him because somebody with a red Jeep that wants to make a sale is going to say, well, yeah, I was going to buy it, but I heard him talking bad about red Jeeps. So. Nah, it's all fun and games until somebody loses a sale.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
4: <laughs> now that it was a really, really interesting interview, oh, I learned God. so much. Yes. Yeah, you guys got to listen. We talked about beanlocks locks and airing down your tires, and um, really good show. That was episode forty-four. Make sure you download that and check it out. And coming up, this next show on the July fourth, we hope, is going to be Charlene Bauer from Ladies Off-Road Network, and she's also from. Power Motor Sports Media Charlene is a uh, huge in the off-roading world um and she's going to be talking to us about her new um Ladies Off-Road Network and all the great wonderful things she's doing there so t- tune in on Tuesday night
0: Yep yep Tuesday night uh it will be a recorded but we will broadcast it live uh if you if that makes sense <laughs> We're going to rec- we're going to pre-record it but we'll be broadcasting Broadcasting it uh, like we normally would. Easy for you to say. Yeah, 8 p.m. Tuesday. All right, so uh, last week we started a new uh, Wrangler Extreme segment with Nate, uh, also known as SWB Crawler. Uh, And uh, we're going to continue with the second segment of uh, Sway Bars. And and Nate would tell you he'd be happy to do this all in one segment, but he only gets three to four minutes for each segment. There you go, Nate. I, d- I said it for you.
1: Hey, Jeepers. This is Nate from SWBCrawler.com with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I'm continuing my short series on sway bars and the information that I've dug up, or uh, I should say researched, on uh, sway bar configurations. In this, uh, this episode, this may be a little brief. I'm basically going to talk about how you disconnect, or at least how the sway bars are configured in the various models of the uh, the Jeep Wrangler. Um, first, a little bit of story. Um, this, just this past weekend, I was at the Jeep Jamboree, and I actually ran into uh, a participant who was pretty new to the sport, had no idea that you would want to disconnect your sway bar. Uh, he went through the green trails with our group um, all day on Friday with his sway bar connected, which was okay because the Jeep was relatively built and the rear suspension was able to eat up all the, the flex that he needed. But on the second day he was doing blue trails and I ran into him and I'm like, Hey, you might want to disconnect that sway bar. And, uh, he was, he was surprised to learn what a sway bar did. And, and, uh, uh, how to disconnect it so uh, this this is going to be pretty short and basic so if you've got a jk rubicon you've got a button on your dash you hit the button Yay. and it disconnects your sway bar um, <laughs> tammy if you want to fill in on the, the the caveats there as to maybe when you can disconnect it and and uh, maybe any tricks about getting it to disconnect and reconnect i know that could be problematic sometimes the cj and the yj had a very simple solid bar that ran across the, the frame rails in the front, and uh, there were solid links that went from the, the the bar down to the front axle. And you can simply take out the bolts at the top or bottom of those links and then you know bungee cord them up out of your way, and ta-da, you're disconnected. Again, you'll have those track bars to deal with, but again, that's out of scope here. Uh, the XJ, as far as I'm aware, is the same deal. Uh, the TJ... Also uses a similar setup, except it also has a rear sway bar. Now, you can get away with leaving the rear sway bar connected and disconnecting just the front. Now, I'm going to say that with a TJ, with a stock sway bar, uh, that is without replacement end links, there's this funny joint at the upper, the upper end of those end links that if you abuse it too much on the trail, that is by trying to force the suspension to flex, you could break that joint, and then your sway bar... Link will separate. Uh, it's pretty common. It happens a lot. Uh, a lot of kits will replace that upper joint with a uh, some sort of an eliminator that's very similar to like a bar pin eliminator. Um, so that covers those. I believe the the JK that's the non-Rubicon JK also has a standard solid sway bar in the front with, uh, with links at the ends that you can disconnect in the same manner that I just described. And it also has one of these flexible rear sway bars. Now, like I said, you can get away with leaving those connected uh, on the trail. You can also disconnect them if you feel like crawling under there, but you'll, you'll, gain, you'll gain a decent amount of flex by disconnecting it. You'll also lose a little bit of stability. Obviously, it's a sway bar. That's what it's for. All right. So that covers disconnecting sway bars and configurations that they came in. Uh, next time around, I'm going to talk about aftermarket sway bars like the Curry Anti-Rock. And this is really the meat of what I was trying to get to. So uh, look <laughs> forward to next episode. Thanks for listening. Well, that's great. Okay. Go ahead.
4: Oh, I was just going to um, explain um, about the the magic button in the Rubicon. Basically, you, once you get into four low, you just push the button and that's, that's it. Um, and you don't have to worry um, if you forget to push the button again, which it will undisconnect or reconnect. Reconnect, yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, if you put it back into um, two-wheel drive, it automatically does it for you if you forget. And you know your sway bears are disconnected because there's a little light that shines on your, your dashboard that tells you. So it's pretty simple.
0: Have you had any problems with yours uh, reconnecting? Because I know some of the some of the things I've heard that it's uh, they, they actually replace it because uh, they have uh, problems getting that. I think it's an electromagnetic uh, logging system that it uses or a sleeve that it uses to, to engage and disengage. And sometimes it doesn't re-engage.
4: Yeah, I've heard lots of people complaining about the buttons and where they just go ahead and just... Do away with it and just do the do it the old-fashioned way, right? Knock on wood. I have not had any problems um, with mine yet, but
0: my Rubicon's still pretty new. Yeah, that eh, make make might make a difference. Josh, what would you do with uh, heated seats and uh, locker buttons and uh, uh, automatic uh, disconnect uh, sway bars? And uh, there's got to be an ejection system somewhere in there.
3: You show me all that, I'll show you a guy that's uh, driving a Jeep every day again. <laughs>
0: Oh. <laughs> that's very you, true. You'll take it, right, Tosh? <laughs> and pro- and probably ha- hiding from the bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, those things are expensive. My God, I just—you know—I know that's the way everything goes. It's just—it just still boggles my mind how much how much money how much money you get that you paid for yours, Tammy, and you take it off road. That that would be the scariest thing to me. Yeah, not getting hurt, but just the idea of I'm I'm paying so much for this thing. And I'm taking it off-road. It is what it's built for, but still, that would, right. be, that would be something I'd have to get over. You know, it's like you hear about the guys uh, driving the $50,000 uh, FJ Cruisers, um, uh, the Toyota. That, that, there was actually this one thing that I heard where somebody just ran a, uh, I mean, it was brand new, and they ran a limb just right down the side of it. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, and, and everybody thought it was funny because it was a Toyota, because of the, you know, the Jeep-Toyota rivalry thing. I just felt bad for them. You know, when I heard about the story, because, you know, it's this beautiful vehicle that now has this uh, h- horrible road rash on it, or trail yeah, rash, actually. Get the pinstrapping in early.
4: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I sacrificed having cheap cars for, what,
0: oh, yeah. 40-some
4: years. What so was the last
0: one that you had? Because you were just, I mean, you, you... Oh, we had the... The the last one we had
4: as a family was a
0: Dodge Journey. Yeah. yeah. Hated it. <laughs> you've 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 paid dearly. So it's yeah. it's about time.
4: Yeah. Before that, it was a Nissan Sentra and a Chevy Cavalier and a a, a Bobcat Mustang Bobcat or a Mercury Bobcat. So there you go. I paid my dues.
0: <laughs> You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Hey, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the four by four radio network. Just visit four by four radio or four x four radio network dot com and learn more about the four by four podcast, the sinner's Jared Podcast, and Trail Chasers Podcast. You know, damn it, Cody, I haven't heard a Trail Chasers podcast in a while. <gasps> get them I like hearing interviews by somebody besides me and Tammy. You need to get on the stick, man. He's on he's busy
4: out. going to Disneyland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Helping him out. There's got to be busy. one cheap owner in Disneyland. He's he's got a microphone he can <laughs> yeah, take with him. He's looking for him. Where where does Cody normally go to get abused? <laughs> he can just turn on his radio and listen to it.
1: <laughs> when you drive a black sheep, everybody knows you rock. Off in a regular, when all our guys are stuck, you can't never once you see. A dude in a Cherokee, you could come off roading if you get up off your. We'll you bitch,
0: bitch. We're going to have somebody complain about what, where's the old, the old promo. <laughs> so I don't
4: know if you're, you listen to the words to that music, but, or the, the song, but it's, it's pretty funny anyway. Um, so I know guys, I've mentioned this a couple times on the show about my difficulty shifting my Rubicon into four low when I'm out on the
0: trails. I thought you had and solved this. Huh? I thought you had solved this.
4: I did. But okay. Can, can I finish? No, no. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it, it seems like every time my gears would grind, that awful noise, and those, it sounds like I'm breaking something, which tells me that I'm doing it wrong. Now, I know I've mentioned this before, um, but I wanted to share it again, that since I don't feel like I really got to um, give it a good enough explanation. Um, and I don't feel like the Jeep manual really explains it the best way or the right way to get your Jeep Wrangler to four load. Now, I know Tony, you asked me um, what the, the, the manual said and it says with the vehicle rolling two to three miles per hour, shift an automatic transmission to neutral or to plus depress, depress the clutch pedal on a manual transmission. Now, while the vehicle is coasting at a, about 3 miles per hour, you shift the transfer case lever firmly through neutral into the low range position. It also says shifting in or out of four wheel drive low range is possible when the vehicle is completely stopped. However, it's difficult. Difficulty may occur due to the teeth of the gears not being properly aligned. The preferred method is to engage the low range in a slowdown of 2 to 3 miles per hour and put the transmission in neutral. While still moving forward, then you move the shift lever firmly into the four low position. Then you can return your transmission to the desired gear. Now, I tried that way several times, however, I would still get that grinding sound. And while I was out in Moab, and I know I mentioned this before, my trail guide KL showed me the right way to shift into four low. And so I tried it the last time I went to Rush Creek, and wow. It was such a huge difference. There was no grinding or anything. And what I want to mention is in your Jeep manual, what they're all the stuff they say in the Jeep manual is correct, except they're missing that first step, getting your transfer case shifter from two high to four low, then to neutral. So here's what you need to do in an automatic, and I'm not sure if it would be the same for a manual. So while you're in drive, you shift. That transfer case shifter from two high to four high while you're still in dry. Now once you get it shifted into four high, then you shift your transmission shifter into from dry to neutral. And now you can shift your transfer case from four high through neutral to four low. Now you should be doing that at the roll, like they said, between one and five miles per hour. Every Jeep is a little different. And you should also do the shifting quickly. You don't want to drag it out. So I know I've talked about that before, but I just want to reiterate um, the importance of doing that properly because you can really grind those gears. And uh, KL
0: said you could break your teeth off. Uh, so I don't want to do that, and I don't want you to do that. <laughs> both, so, both the Jeep's teeth and your own, because that is a horrible feeling. Oh, it's a scary
4: sound so if i missed anything or you guys want to add anything did i get it wrong Um, i'd love to hear from you join our conversation by going over to the jeeptalkform.com or you can call into our voicemail line which is on our website at jeeptalkshow.com or you can email me at jeeptalkshow.com and i love to hear from you guys so please shoot me an email
0: yeah we don't hear enough from you uh, from you folks uh it's uh we really do it's it's something for us to we we get a good feel for what's going on out there and uh, like hearing whenever uh we get something wrong or we're not quite right or uh love hearing the stuff about uh i did not know that i learned so much on the show uh so uh, all that so please feel free to to contact us uh i'm sure we've said it before but uh if you don't want to do the the social media thing or Uh, Use the voicemail thing to send us an email, info at jeeptalkshow.com, and all three of us will get that email.
4: Oh, and I'd like to mention, in case you um, didn't have a pen to write down all those steps, you can go over to my blog at jeepmama.com, and it's all right there.
0: Good information, Tammy. Yeah, I was, uh, when I saw this, I was thinking, I thought you had solved this thing, uh, and I was afraid that you had found that uh, what you had told us in the, in, before oh, okay. wasn't the right thing. It's this. This was some reiteration.
4: Yeah, and I just, I didn't really do that during Wrangler Talk. I just did it, I think, during Campfire Side Chat. Oh, I it,
0: okay. I just wanted to give it more. Yeah, make it official. Yeah, there you go. The Wrangler Talk seal of approval.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's get over to some reviews. I think we're in the right place.
4: Hey, my favorite place. Yeah,
0: reviews. And we were just talking about how we uh, love hearing from you guys. And and we we certainly have heard from you this week. Now, it's really easy to give us a review uh, on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and even YouTube. So did we miss your review? You can email us again at info at jeeptalkshow.com. So everybody knows how to email. It's just info, as the four-letter uh, short for information. So info at jeeptalkshow.com. Does it make sense to use that in this case? No, but we thought one email is the simplest thing to do instead of telling you guys five different ones. <laughs> so we just went with info. <laughs> What's first on the list? Well, uh, a little bit of a
3: comment from our iTunes listeners. Uh, we had a Parker 311 gave us a five-star review. Simply says, great. But then he goes on and says, funny, entertaining, knowledgeable. So great, I had to stop listening for a while because I didn't have a Jeep and couldn't afford one. It made me want to go buy another one. So, got a 98XJ, so I'm right back in on top of my
0: must-listen-to podcast. Well, thank you very much, Parker311. That's great to hear. It's just amazing to me that we uh, uh, not only do we make people listen, I mean, make people want to go get a Jeep, but they actually have to stop listening because they can't get one right then. They want to get all, all, all jazzed up for it. <laughs> oh, and then we have a,
4: a Facebook review, five stars from Toby. Awesome show. Started listening about a week ago at work. Very entertaining.
0: Can you imagine just starting to listen to the show a week ago? I mean, all three of us not knowing anything about the show. And then right. you find out a week ago and you go, oh, look at this. All these things to find. All these mistakes <laughs> to, to find. How many ums did they say over these years?
4: Right. <laughs> and I'm wondering how far if he's like binge listening from a certain point. I know somebody picked, I think like episode
0: 150 and just started binge listening. <sighs> Gee, God bless them. I mean, it's just amazing. to yeah. me. very honored for any of you guys uh, <laughs> paying attention to anything we ever to say. Um, so, uh, oh, and we've got another good one here. Yeah, we got for, uh, Steve from Indiana
3: who also gave us a five-star review. Uh, hi, Steve from Indiana. He says, love the app, guys, and Tammy. I listen at work and in the TJ. Keep up the great show. And, well, we plan to.
0: So if you didn't catch that, that was actually a comment, uh, a rating that we got from the Jeep Talk Show app. What's that you say? An app? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's an app, for uh, a Jeep Talk Show app, for, uh, both on the Google Store and Apple Play. All you have to do is just go over there and uh, uh, download it to your smartphone, your tablet, and listen to it. Oh, and don't forget to go into settings and download the latest three episodes, and it won't matter if you paid your, uh, your internet bill. You'll still have the Jeep Talk Show to listen to while you're uh, waiting for it to be uh, reconnected. So this was just plain amazing to me, guys. Now, I know I've already shared this with uh, with YouTube, but I haven't shown it, shared it with the audience yet. Uh, let me give you a bit of a background. I was getting some of these kind of strange partial emails uh, from uh, a gentleman named Ron, and I thought we have either uh, somebody here that is very new to computers and, and emailing because I would get like no subject and no no message. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> just, was
3: seeing these I was seeing these emails come in and and like some of them would have, you know, like like two or three words to it or or yeah. it might have a subject but no content yeah. or or vice versa. And I'm like, you know, what are we having, you know, some more technical issues? I know we've we, we run a lot of equipment, a lot of software, and there's always a chance for a bug to pop up in the system. Right. And so I'm thinking that this is just one more of those. <laughs>
0: another another thing to bite us on the ass. Yeah, so, right? uh, I mean, but Uh, And you'll understand why I corrected that here in just a second. So uh, after about two or three days of these uh, uh, strange emails that were partial, uh, I I got a a very uh, fully formed email from the same person. Uh, And this was an email that I received from Ron. It says, Hi, Tony. My name is Ron. I'm Wyatt's dad. I have to say I guarantee Wyatt is the show's youngest fan. I had no idea about the show until he brought it to my attention. He found you searching anything and everything Jeep nonstop one day, and he came across you guys. Wyatt's background is he's a motivated, soon-to-be eight-year-old boy come July oh, wow. the 3rd. <laughs> so, I don't know. He may, have, uh, may even be one of the biggest, uh, youngest Jeep enthusiasts ever. He loves his Jeep. I'm a senior master technician turned parts manager at a Ford dealership in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Um, Some extended family tried to sell me uh, the current XJ we drive now. I wouldn't buy it, so after dinner one night, the old man and Wyatt negotiated, and Wyatt got him uh, a Jeep. Yeah. (laughs) Go, Wyatt. I've since been demoted from dad to the trenches of being his mechanic and driver. (laughs) <laughs> he's the crew chief and navigator. Anyway, that's the short story of the short stack uh, that's been emailing you. I gave him some pointers on how to make his emails more productive. And, and he has, I don't know if, if he's just sending them to me or if you guys have been seeing them, but uh wyatt has been giving me some updates on what's going on with the Jeep and uh, parts that they're changing out water pump and so on and so forth. So he's keeping a list and I, I I get I get the feeling he's uh, dad. Have you changed that water pump out yet? Did you use the uh, the RTV on it and the gasket? You know,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's, this kid's gonna be he's not even gonna be 16 yet. He's gonna have a build
0: list longer than mine is already. Just, yeah, really. <laughs> well, by the time it's ready for him to drive, it'll all be automatic cars. So he'll be used to it from his dad driving him around. <laughs> Anyway, not uh, I, I just can't say enough how honored uh, I am and, and everybody here at the Jeep Talk Show is that uh, Wyatt has taken such a, an interest in our show, and we hope he uh, hope he enjoys it. Now, I will tell you uh, that I did write back to uh, Ron very, very uh, happy and touched from the story, but I did write back to him saying the show does have a, uh, <laughs> an explicit rating. We try to keep it family-friendly, but it's not always that way so especially when i get out on the trails (laughs) exactly so uh uh, ron says that's okay they listen to it together in the jeep whenever they're uh, wheeling so you know it's dad approved so i I did my due diligence as a as a parent i want to make sure that he understood so uh and, and anyway ron has made it clear that wyatt would love to be on the show so you may be hearing wyatt on the show here in future episodes
3: Way cool, way cool. Well, once again, happy birthday Wyatt and uh, and the whole family. The, thanks for listening, guys. That is just awesome. And hey, I want to thank you and Tammy, actually Tony, uh, for kind of stepping in last week and and uh, kind of picking up the slack. I know that you guys uh, uh, heard one of my voicemails, um, and uh, apparently there was some uh, you know some
0: modifications done to that. Oh, stuff. I don't I don't think so. And if you guys didn't hear it last week, if you guys didn't hear it last week, here we get we can play it here real quick.
3: Hey, Tony and Tammy, it's Josh. I just wanted to say thank you for picking up the slack tonight. I am not
2: not feeling super hot after my (laughs) surgery yesterday. And for all the rest of you Jeepers out there, don't let Tony fool you. Uh, It wasn't gender reassignment surgery.
4: That's
3: my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: (laughs) That
4: was so funny.
3: Uh, (laughs) Good times, good times, though.
0: Oh uh, yeah, well, see, that's it's it's uh, I don't have to worry about being picked on because I'm always here. <laughs> but yeah. when Tammy's not here, Josh and I get to pick on her, and when Josh isn't here, well, I get to pick on Josh because Tammy doesn't, you know, won't pick. She just just dive in. It, w- yeah, it was in the contract, so I knew what I was getting to. <laughs> right? No one told me. <laughs> yeah, certainly glad you're back this uh, this week, Josh. We always miss. Yeah, you I hope you're nice. feeling better. All righty. Well, let's get over to some uh, well, the, some stuff that we didn't get last week, some uh, some tech talk with Josh. That's always good uh, good information to have. You
3: got tech questions? What oh, do I have? A- we have answers. Oh, that's
2: good. I, I,
3: it's Tech Talk with Jeep Ready Talk. Well, we have another inter- listener interacting with the show. Wrote in says, hey, guys, and Tammy had a suggestion for a show topic, Jeep coolant. I was wondering about coolant for my 2003 TJ. It says special coolant on the cap. What type of coolant should I use? Thanks, Steve. Well, because of the materials used in the head block and water pump and all the passages and plumbing that's used for cooling and heating in our vehicles, these all require a specific type of coolant and it varies for different vehicles especially in today's modern vehicles. Now, a 2003 TJ isn't exactly what I would call a modern vehicle, being now about 14 years old, but it represents a change from what many would call the old-school train of thought. It used to be that you could slap any old sweet-smelling green fluid in your radiator and be done with it. They even started offering pre stuff. Oh, how nice of you to sell me 50% water at a marked-up price. As automotive technology grew over the years, so did fluid technology, and various new manufacturing practices soon required various new ways to keep things lubricated and cooled properly. Over the years, antifreeze has come in a variety of types and uses, or as I like to refer to them, flavors. What is referred to as IAT, or inorganic additive technology, or more commonly known as conventional technology, or that green stuff you don't want the dog to drink, whichever works best for you. This is the more common and familiar green coolant that most of us think of when we hear the word antifreeze. Now, there are other types as well. OAT, which is Organic Additive Technology, and HAT, which is Hybrid Additive Technology. These abbreviations all refer to the technology that is used in the corrosion protection component of a coolant. Now, what Steve needs for his 2003 TJ is HOAT, or Hybrid Organic Acid Technology. It is a combination of IAT and OAT coolant technologies. Now, unlike green antifreeze, HOAT coolants generally do not contain silicates or phosphates, which can harm certain types of metals or gaskets. Usually, OAT-based coolants will be dyed a different color than green antifreeze. Typically, HOAT antifreeze is an orangish color. Now, I must warn any of you and all of you right now within the sound of my voice, you cannot mix these types of coolants. It is one or the other, and any amount whatsoever left over will result in a gel-like substance forming up in the small little water jackets in the cylinder head and can cause overheating condition on the engine. And you definitely don't want that. Now if you're uncertain what you have in there or if you're running just plain water, well then I think it's time for a flush and a refill. Now it's going to be important to take your time and pay attention to detail here. Some people will tell you to just use hose water. I would say use distilled water as it has less risk of introducing small particulates into the engine like sediment or minerals. And yeah, just under two gallons is the capacity for most of our Jeeps, and it's cheap enough at the grocery store to pick up a few extra. Now, some will say you won't have to do anything but drain out the old and fill up with the new. I would re- recommend doing the drain, yes, making sure to, of course, properly collect and dispose of the old fluids, but I would go the extra mile in this case for a little peace of mind and thoroughly flush the engine and heater core by filling the system with just water and running the engine for a while. If you have an older Jeep, you may need to turn the heat on full blast to ensure the heater core is flushed as well. Now, once you have the system up to operating temperature, let it cool, then drain it. Once completely flushed, you can top it off with what is required. In Steve's case, he'll need to make sure that he gets that orange-colored H.O.T. type of coolant. Of course, you can get that for about 28 bucks a gallon at the dealership, but most people will skip the dealership, though, and just buy Xerox G05 from an auto parts store. That's pretty much the most common uh, one that we use for our Jeeps. Now, Napa carries a version of it, but not every parts store will. They can, however, get it delivered. So you can also get it through Amazon as well, so make sure you guys use our link. And regardless of what brand you go with, make sure it says it meets the Chrysler MS9769 spec right on the side of the bottle. If so, you're good to go. Oh, one last thing Jeepers, when you are using a non-conventional coolant like the HOAT that Steve will need, well be sure to stay away from any other aftermarket additives that claim they can enhance cooling abilities. One such product that falls into this category is Redline Water Wetter. Now, using this in conjunction with HOAT coolant will result in turning your Jeep engine into nothing more than a jello maker. (laughs) Well, Steve, I hope this helps you out and any other Jeeper out there looking to take care of that cooling system as we approach the summer months. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the show. Uh, Just go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com.
0: Yeah, I had uh, you know I was bitching long time about the uh, running hot on the highway issue with mine, and I had several people uh, recommend uh, additives that would uh, uh, enhance the uh, cooling capacity by breaking down the surface tension of the coolant and more uh, better adhering it to the metal of the radiator. Yada 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, I never did go that uh, that direction, but I was I was surprised to learn. Uh, and, uh, Josh, you can, uh, comment on this, obviously that, uh, no coolant as in no additives, just water is going to be your best cooling, uh, liquid is whenever you change, uh, change it with the, the coolant additives and stuff is that it, it makes it, uh, not perform as well, but obviously you don't want the whole internal, uh, structure rusting and cause that's going to cause you an issue. Yeah,
3: you're absolutely right. I mean, the the what people refer to as antifreeze does more than just keep your Jeep from freezing. You, might, Some of you down, you know, living in the south where it never gets below 50 degrees might say, well, I don't need something like right. that. It never even approaches freezing around here. Well, look at it this way. Water is just water. And, of course, where it comes from, it may have a bunch of other things in it as well. Without certain things in it, you, of course, lose the lubricity that that, you know, coolant will give to your entire cooling system. That water pump, well, it might not like having just water. It might like having a little bit of lubrication in it as well. But not to mention the the lubricants that are in there, you also have things that alter the boiling temperature of water. Now we all know that boi- you know water starts to boil at a certain temperature. You don't want steam, you know, water vaporizing inside of your engine block. That's obviously it's going to take a you know some serious issues with your, your system for those kind of conditions to you know, be present. But nonetheless, there's a reason why you know, the, the factory recommends you to use a certain type of coolant and not just water. Well, they want to sell coolant.
0: That's why. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. But that's, and that's, one of, that's a good point, too. That's why you guys need to check the pressure on your cooling system because if it's not holding, uh, like on the XJ, I think it's 16 PSI is the cap that goes on there. If it's not holding that pressure, then that means the boiling point of the coolant or or just water in some cases is going to be uh, closer to that 212 degrees. And uh, whenever you start getting boiling, that means you get air bubbles and the air bubbles uh, don't uh, dissipate the heat like the the coolant does. So you always want to make sure you have proper pressure uh, on your cooling system. And of course, like Josh was saying, the coolant actually changes the boiling point of the coolant anytime you add anything to, to water it'll uh, uh, raise or lower the, bo- uh, the boiling point. Although I don't know that there's anything that you could use to, to lower the boiling point. I think it only raises it. So uh, good information about coolant and uh, fun Thanks. stuff uh, to know. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is
2: Lisa
4: Simon from Trim Perfect. This is Alan
0: Peterson with Painless Performance
4: Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal.
3: This is Neil from sfj 4 x 4com This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA r And hey, I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest.
2: This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Jeep, Jeep Talk show.
3: show. a nice big Jeep Wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off-road industry. We thank you for your support.
4: Hey folks. Now it's our favorite time of the show, and it's something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G.
0: From the mind of Nikki G.
2: Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, you might hear all the cicadas and crickets and frogs in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I'm lost in the woods again. Pizza! And I know what you're thinking. And I have no idea why oompa loompas feel the need to speak through song, which raises the question: Are they called oompa loompas because they start every song with the word oompa loompa, or do they start every every song with oompa loompa because they are oompa loompas? Yes. I hope I said that right. It sounded good in my head. Anyhow, I don't understand why they're so happy. Anyhow, do they realize that they are slave labor? You know, the whole singing thing just seems like a waste of time. You know, they could go, oompa loompa doopity shire, run (laughs) for your life, the building's on fire. (laughs) It just seems like it would take too long. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. My wife will be watching. Worst
0: worst (laughs) fire drill ever. (laughs) My wife and I'll be watching a movie, and uh, you know she'll be all into the movie and stuff. And she'll go, "Why in the world would you know that person do this or that person say that?" And I'd say, "Well, honey, it's in the script. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <Right>. That's why." <laughs> and it snaps her out of the. Uh, it snaps her out of the. You know, being so into the show and go. Oh, that's right. right. It is the stuff they were watching. Or somebody.
4: Somebody <laughs> would go. Well, why did they do that? Because that. Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, then the movie would be over.
0: <laughs> exactly. Of course, I like saying, too, whenever something goofy's happening, something just stupid, and you go, you know, you would think that this actress would have read the script ahead, and she'd know not to go in that door, in that (laughs) that dark alley. Right. There's a bad guy there. I often think about these people that are written out of shows, I guess like soap operas, where they're killed off or something, and they don't want to be off the show, (laughs) and especially if it's live, they could just not die, or, I'm okay, (laughs) and jump back up. (laughs) <laughs> but i guess that's where the 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 term you'll never work in this town again comes from all righty well uh, great information from uh, nikki g as always and oh uh, should we pay the the amazon you bought what promo anyway yeah, i might as well at least play it let me see if i can find it
4: amazon.com and the jeep talk show present you but what?
0: what boy we've been woefully inadequate in uh, our uh, shameless plugging of uh, the amazon stuffs to uh, increase our revenue uh, for uh, sales at amazon <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to plug away. No folks, this is this really
3: is uh, one of our main revenue streams. It's how we're able to bring the show to you. It's how we're able to afford a lot of our bandwidth and production and, and all this other stuff. And if you want a way to help support the show, your best and ultimate way to do this is by going to jeeptalkshow.com/ Amazon before you buy anything online. That's right. Just use our link. And Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback off of anything you purchase. You're not going to get marked up anything extra. There's no, you know, oh, well, they, they, they just jacked up the price so that the Jeep Talk Show could get paid. No, there's nothing like that. So, uh, but if you do want to help support the show, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon.
0: Yeah, uh, lots of fun. And uh, I thought what we'd do tonight, instead of uh, reading what you guys have bought, we'd talk about what we've bought, or as Josh likes to say, boughten.
4: I actually just bought some two things right before the show.
0: Oh, okay. Can you talk about it? Is it uh, uh, Wyatt uh, seven year old soon to be eight oh, year old friendly?
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's purple.
0: We've had some stuff that weren't. Yeah. Well, I think those things may have been purple, Josh.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, know, I was this is just thinking also. when I said that. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The one up in the drawer is purple. So <laughs> just oh, Just kidding. my face is gonna turn red. Um, no, I'm. Um, I bought two um, you enjoy yourself. That's what Two more purple wigs.
0: Uh, oh, why? You, is Thinking somebody in the bedroom? Is,
2: <laughs> and, uh, is yeah.
0: there a cape and spandex along with this, Tammy? And a whip, right?
4: <laughs> um, no, because this little girl, um, one of my son's friends, um, she wanted to dye her, her purple. And her mom's like, no, you can't. So I gave her my other purple wig. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So why do you need two replacements? I don't know, because they both were cool. They're both different styles.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I'm thinking they're two exactly the same. No, no, no. No, two so, different styles. So will we expect to see some of these uh, purple wigs maybe in future off-roading videos?
4: Oh, yeah. And I'll even wear them <laughs> on the show. So Tony, you have to wear a red wig.
0: Sure. And I'll make sure that the, uh, the curtains match the drapes oh boy yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so, not I how it think goes one of the last <laughs> one of the last things i
3: bought on amazon was uh i, I want to say was it was the, the antenna for my ham radio no there was some other i think i want to say it was probably something for the jeep i i can't remember now it's it's been a while i'd have to go back to my my folder of receipts that i have for for my jeep and, and go th- start going through things but i would have go to say the last thing that i bought account. off of amazon was something for the jeep
0: You sure it was the Jeep? It wasn't an alarm system for the Honda? No, I got that local. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I've bought uh, quite a few things recently. Oh, I was uh, messing around with, uh, okay, Tammy, this is time where you you glaze over, your eyes glaze over. I recently purchased a uh, 7-inch touchscreen. And a uh, Raspberry Pi three, which has a four core processor, which I was just amazed at. It's really fast. Wow, it is really fast. I was really surprised. Anyway, I mated that seven inch uh, touchscreen to the the Raspberry Pi three, bought a uh, a little mount for both the the Pi and the screen. It all nice little case, very small type thing, and I mounted it in my Jeep. And I think the the display was seventy bucks. It. I, is the touchscreen, guys? 7 inch touchscreen. And there's no calibration, nothing. You just hook it up to the Pi, put in the proper operating system, which I think is like uh, the Raspbian uh, Pixel uh, version, the, the latest version. And the touchscreen just works. It's beautiful. I mean, you don't need a mouse, you don't need a keyboard, uh, and uh, uh, it comes up really fast. So, anyway, I've got this thing mounted uh, in my Jeep, and I started playing around with uh, APRS, uh, Anal Probe Restraint System, I think is what that stands for. Uh, According to John, no, it's uh, an amateur radio positional uh, system that uses radios to transmit your location. And uh, I've been playing around with that. And I have this nice little display kind of on a gooseneck uh, sitting off to the side on the passenger seat. And uh, it it really is nice. Now, I do need to do some work on it because there's no brightness control. And whenever you're you're going to work at 6 o'clock in the morning and it's pitch dark outside, (laughs) I've been throwing a, a little towel over it. But anyway, the Raspberry Pi was like 35 bucks, Uh, the screen was like 70, and uh, I needed GPS on it, so I bought a GPS module, uh, all this stuff from Amazon. And it took me 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes to hook up the GPS module, load up the software that was free, And now I've got a Raspberry Pi that gets positional information from the satellites overhead. And we're talking less than 200 bucks. Eh, Maybe it's a little more because the module, the GPS module, is like 40. Tiny little bitty thing. But some, you can get all kinds of really cool stuff at Amazon. And if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first, any purchase that you make, we'll get a little credit for it. Uh, You know, if you buy something for a dollar, we may get six cents off of it. And it doesn't cost you six cents. Tammy, Josh is doing what you normally do. He's in chat. You can see him engrossed in chat. I know.
4: I, I'm actually buying something else um, on Amazon. Tyler <laughs> in the it. chat room. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler in the chat. They're like six bucks.
0: Um,
4: right. He said, you should wear a different wig every, every different talk show. So I just went and bought a black wig.
0: It'd be really funny if you got a red one.
4: Yeah, I was thinking about it, but nah. I'm not going to <laughs>
0: I'm going to protest the red. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to make a purchase or two and, and uh, have it delivered to Josh's house. <laughs> well, hey, the,
3: uh, speaking of uh, helping us out, hey, guys, you want to help us out another way if uh, financially isn't in your means? Well, you can uh, go ahead and take a moment and take our survey over at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey that's right Uh, we're just collecting a little bit of information to help us better tailor the show to who it is who's listening to our show so the better that we can understand who it is who's downloading and listening to us the better show that we can provide to you guys so help us out jeeptalkshow.com slash survey don't worry we're not selling any information or sharing it with anybody
0: not yet if there's a lot of money Funny. in it, if there's a lot of money in it, though, we may No, Funny. we're just collecting the information. I sent you guys that, uh, the most recent, uh, survey information. Did you see, we've got like 162 yeah, surveys or something. Yeah. I got a decent little cross section
3: there. It's a, uh, it's a nice start anyways. We'd like to get some more data though. So, uh, yeah, guys, once again, jeeptalkshow.com slash survey.
0: Apparently there's one native Indian that listens to the show. Probably got here because of the Cherokee, uh, stuff. <laughs> But it does have some interesting information and we do guys, do appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to uh, to do those. Uh, <laughs> sorry, reading ahead in the show notes. We do like uh, you guys taking the time to do the survey. Josh, such language in the show notes. What, would, what would Wyatt's parents say? Well, well, I'm glad the both of you had a vehicle to get here
3: with. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I, I, as you guys know, my Jeep is is torn apart. It's uh, the engine is half uh, disassembled, and I'm I'm awaiting some some parts and of course some money for some parts. Uh, so that's uh, all going very slowly. And of course, uh, it couldn't have come at a better time that my car was stolen last night. Yes, for all of you oh. who have listened to the show for quite a while, again,
0: that was my, what? that was uh, uh, that was my reason for asking him about the uh, the alarm system for the Honda. So, so, Josh, uh, do you really think t- that you didn't set the alarm? I get the feeling it, that it didn't matter.
1: It,
3: it very well. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Last night I didn't check. Nor, nor ordinarily I'll grab my keys and and as I'm shutting off the lights and closing down the house and everything, I'll you know I stick my you know little clicker you know out by the window and right. I you know arm the alarm. Last night I didn't do that. I was a little tired. I just went straight to bed. I thought that I had armed it when I you know as I got out from work and and you know get pulled in the driveway and all that as uh, making my way to the front door i you know usually hit the alarm i'm pretty sure i did i there's a chance i guess that i didn't obviously last night i i didn't i would have heard the alarm go off i didn't so i woke up this morning to go to work
4: and the driveway was empty so yeah good times that's unbelievable this is your third time that you've had this car, same car stolen right uh yeah
0: yeah is it only 3 i was thinking it was more like 5 how dare you? Uh, <laughs> no,
3: it is three. It's it's been broken into once other. So I I guess technically, I've been uh, my car has been violated four times since I've owned it. Uh, you know that's gonna make so you just really. Just
0: I mean, beyond just shameful, but beyond it just being gone when you get oh. it back. Because he's gotten it back, obviously the the two times before. But when you get it back, just the thought of I'm now sitting in a vehicle that somebody was sitting yep. in without my permission.
4: Yeah, it I'm just so pissed.
3: Oh, it was bad the uh, the first time because uh, they they had, when I got it back, it looked like they had been living in it for like two years. I mean, every... And it was orifice, gone a day. Cubby, <laughs> it was gone a day, two days. It was technically, <laughs> well, it, it was out of my possession and, and in the other person's for less than 48 hours uh, before it was involved in a high-speed chase and then, and then confiscated uh, and then held over for evidence collecting by the forensics team of the Multnomah County Sheriff's Department. Uh, the second time it was stolen, uh, it was found by a friend of mine who's a mail carrier, uh, and he found it before the cops did. Uh, so this oh. time, not so much luck. Uh, so I'm going to hopefully. Well, you still got I'm, some
0: more time, right? I mean, 24 hours is generally the, the quickest that you've seen it.
3: And we, well, since I, well, going off of my personal experience, <laughs> yes. yeah, my, my, cause I'm such an expert now.
4: <laughs> so what, um. So, at what point do you get insurance money? You
3: don't. I, I don't. Um, this this vehicle just had state liability on it. I oh. mean, it's a 1996. It's 20-some-odd years old. It's beat to hell. Uh, it, it's got like 300,000 miles on it. I mean, the, the insurance isn't going to give me crap for it anyways. So, you know, it's you just gonna- one of those, I'm not going to spend the extra money for something that's really not going to be, right. you know, really help me out oh. all that much. So do you still have the motorcycle, uh, Josh? Say it again? You still have the motorcycle? I do have the motorcycle. It's um, n- n- The Jeep uh, is definitely getting put on the back burner now uh, as I need to get the motorcycle up and going. Uh, so that's um, – I actually have the part. I've had the part for some time. It's just I'd much rather play with the Jeep than, you know, tinker on the bike. So uh, it- it's one of those things where the, the bike has been getting ignored. Uh, and this neutral neutral switch that I have to get into the crankcase to replace is, uh, is what's holding me up. So –
0: Mm, mm, mm. man i i I mean we're making light of it but boy i hate hearing
3: about this at least i can make light of it so uh, i i've got a great network of friends and and i've got a lot of friends that have an extra vehicle here and there and and of course you know this morning after the call to the police department i went ahead and, and started hitting the network up and getting the word out there because the more people know about this and the more you know pictures i can get out there of this thing uh, you know, the more eyes I have on the street, the the better, and, and the you know, hopefully, the faster I can get my car back. Uh, and so, you know, onto the Facebook and and having friends post things up and, and whatnot, and, and getting the information out there. And of course, you know, a lot of people are you know, oh my God, this happened again. You know, what are you going to do? And all this stuff. So, um, a lot of support was coming in, and I've actually got a friend's vehicle sitting in my driveway right now. Uh, and it, yes, it's locked.
0: My God, that's a brave person. <laughs> that is a brave, brave person. It's not a Honda, is it? No, it's not
3: a Honda. <laughs> it's not a Honda. Actually, here's here's something funny for you. So a lot of you guys out there may not know what I look like or, or how I'm built. I'm six foot three. I'm 230 pounds. I'm a big guy, right? I'm driving a uh, car that's sitting out there right now.
0: Mazda Miata. And it's lowered. Oh, oh geez. The, oh, they did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have to, you have to drive.
4: I that's like weird. You have driving. to
0: drive one, with one hand up in the air. Stick. Well, you could actually put it in the passenger, out the passenger window, couldn't you? <laughs> Just like. <ee. laughs> I'm.
3: I'm. I'm going to make a, a, a Tony reference here. You know, a, a timely reference. A movie like uh, Harry and the Hendersons. You remember when he, uh, you know, stick the, the giant Sasquatch gets into the, uh, uh, into the Jeep Wagoneer, and then he pops the roof up and because he's so tall that's how i feel in this car
0: not that you're complaining about the use of a free vehicle but no i'm not complaining <laughs> not at all Are not to make me, you, not to make your friend feel bad uh and oh, you, they're not listening to this crap anyway they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll feel <laughs> hey, they'll know, feel bad enough when it comes up missing
4: <laughs> tyler yeah, right. tyler on the chat room says you know you should if you get your your car back you should paint it bright green and then like a neon green, so when you go onto Google Maps, you can find it.
0: I think we need you to know, get I together think, and build a LoJack for it, uh, Josh. I mean, I know that you don't yeah, uh, want to spend a thousand dollars for a LoJack, but I bet you we could come up with something, and we could just find the little bastard and beat the shit out of him.
3: <laughs> well, uh, the the nineteen ninety six Honda Accord I is the most stolen vehicle in America, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it's it's right up there in the top three, if nothing else. So, I mean, this is what I get for owning the the you
0: know the easiest stolen car ever. I, but but I mean, three hundred thousand miles. You drive it uh, two hours a day to, to work and back, and it, it's been mm-hmm. a great vehicle. You know, when it's there. Oh, it's paid for it. It's paid for itself <laughs> yeah. multiple times over again. I mean, I was I was
3: dropping about four hundred bucks a month driving the Cherokee. You know, every day to and from work, and I've got it's about forty miles door to door. And so you know when you when you factor in you know shortcuts or you know which really means more time, you just stay moving more or trips to the grocery store or, you know, social engagements, whatever. I'm driving 100 miles a day almost, you mm. know, and and so the the miles really rack it up. And so dropping 400 bucks a month on gas every every month, it, no, it something had to change. So, right. you know, a- enter in a little POS Honda car, uh, which gets great gas mileage. And yeah, in no time, the thing paid for itself. So uh, it was a worthwhile investment. It's definitely, I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of it. But yeah, no, nonetheless, it, it's just still, it sucks, you know, but mm-hmm. I will say this after having the thing broken into a couple of times, stolen from me now three times, I will say that this third time, uh, no, third time's a charm. No, it's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I was going to say it feels a lot less violating, uh, uh, this yeah. time, I guess. It's so. starting to get yeah.
0: humorous at this point.
3: Just about. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, it's, it's, you know, the first time I walk out in the driveway and, you know, see my car gone. And it was like um, oh, every cuss word, and 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 oh, I, I was you just insulted my mother, you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff, and, and it was one of these things. And after now, you know, after it being broken into and stolen, you know, multiple times now, I walk out and be like, oh, this again, <laughs> great,
0: okay, time I for me to, to call, do. time for me we'll to call Clyde. Hey Clyde, <laughs> he could you know's the per- the police officer by first name now. Hey Clyde, it's gone again. <laughs> oh man i hate hearing that um but it's uh i'm so sorry josh it's fun to talk yeah, about thanks
3: guys No, uh, you know
0: it, it, it is entertaining it, yeah to it makes talk a good podcast
3: very least and you know so I, the the cops are out there looking for it so check this out yeah they're um, looking for it <laughs> an officer who an officer was supposed to come by they didn't they just called me to take the report but as i was talking to him i was you know he's he's asking me so what can you tell me about the car and so I start, you know, talking about, you know, specific things, you know, the peeling clear coat, the, you know, the, the, you know, dent on the side, the crack in the bumper, yada, yada. And he starts, okay, yeah, you know, so this is the, the darker green and, and uh, <laughs> I see you had uh, some hubcaps on at one point and then you went to some steel wheels and and you got some rims on it now. And, and I was like, how do you know that he's like, oh, I the, we go back uh, 2014, all of the, all we just have to enter our license plate number and all of the cruisers, which have. License plate recognition software, cameras on them, automatically log all of this metadata, and we just do a cross-reference search with your license plate, and we can pop up all the pictures that we've seen. And it's like they never actually see these pictures. The vehicles are just taking these pictures, right? And and it's only when these searches are are you know uh, are done that these images are actually seen or, or re- reviewed or whatnot. Well, there's so and many so of them. They got, don't
0: take the time to look at them, but whenever there's right. a reason, and then so they can th- see them.
3: They've got three years worth of you know me and traffic pictures of you know cruisers checking out my car as it drives by or whatever. So uh, I didn't have to send him any you know information. He was just sort of you know verifying that I knew what I was talking about. It right. sounded
0: like that's amazing and and a that's bit disturbing. Very cool it's a bit disturbing it is well. a
1: little yeah. disturbing
3: in the sense that you know this and how much of this information is is being taken because he knew specifics in like dates and stuff and i was like yeah you know when the first time it got stolen you know this happened and the second time it got stolen they they, they took the wheels and tires and so that's why you're seeing a difference in that and and you know yada yada and you know on and on and and this information was all there and so yeah just kind of weird
0: the thing that bothers me is, is that if they're if they're monitoring license plate and taking these still images and they have all this data that's being collected that nobody's really reviewing it until it's necessary, how long is it before they have uh, nose picker cams? Yeah, you were picking your nose on I-45 at 7:45 oh, a.m. That's driving while distracted. That's a ticket. <laughs> and if if you don't want this going on the on your social media, <laughs> send five ninety nine. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh my and, God because you know you you have to have a reasonable expectation of privacy if you don't want your picture taken so bathrooms in your house that type of thing but out in public people can take your picture so yeah it's uh, it's it, it you know there was a bit of an anonymity anem, anonymity uh involved up until recently where computers have gotten so powerful and, and the ability to sort and collate all this information uh gee In fact, I was uh, chatting with Josh this morning uh, about uh, some open software uh, that scans license plates and takes pictures and uh, converts what it sees on the license plates into data that you can search. And you can do it all from the Raspberry Pi. So not only are the police doing this, but that means individuals, geeky people like me, are able to, for next to nothing, start scanning license plates on the way to and from work. I don't know what what good it would be, but it might be interesting. And you never know what, uh, uh, what the law enforcement might be able to use something like that uh, with the data you collect. And there's absolutely nothing illegal about it. I could post it up on the website. This is who I saw today. This is where I saw them, GPS coordinates in time. Huh. Anyway, um, but the you know the nice thing is computers can drive cars for us now. <laughs> so it all <laughs> yeah, balances <right>. out. <laughs> All right, well, we'll end on the high note with Josh's uh, stolen uh, Honda. Hey, Josh, what color is that Honda? It's green. Uh, Oh, It's that darker
3: darker of the Honda green.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it might be good to put a big reflective stripe on the side of it or something here uh, and see what you can do as far as (laughs) making it easier to spot. All right, well, let's get over to some wheeling wear.
3: As yes, we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation, uh, you guys probably have heard about this. The Ohio Jeep Fest is coming up just around the corner July 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Ross County Fairgrounds in Chillicothe, Ohio, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, for more information, head over to OhioJeepFest.com. Uh, Quadratech in association with PA Jeeps presents the 22nd annual All Breeds Jeep Show happening July 15th and the 16th over at York County Expo Center and Fairgrounds in York, Pennsylvania. For more information, head over to PAJeeps.org. And this year marks the 65th anniversary of the Jeepers Jamboree. The next one is happening July 28th through the 30th, where, well, the world-famous Rubicon Trail, of course. For more information on how to get involved, head over to JeepersJamboree.com. And Rugged Ridge presents the 5th Annual New Jersey Jeep Invasion, happening July 6th through the 11th at Wildwood, New Jersey. For more information, head over to NJJeepInvasion.com. Hey Jeepers, if you or your club out there Has an event, a show and shine Or anything that you would like added here to the show Well, we can report on it Get the word out for you Just send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com Let us know your club, let us know your event Give us all the details And the links and all that sort of stuff And we'll be sure to add it to our Wheeling Wear segment
0: Hey, new to the show, maybe watching this on YouTube Is your first time with us Well, we want you to know We make it really easy to listen to the show While you're on the go you can install the Jeep Talk Show app on your Apple or Android device. And, of course, you can always find the, the, the episodes at the JeepTalkShow.com website.
4: Hey, and we you know we told you that it can take a few days for our podcast to appear on various podcasting sources like iTunes or Stitcher. You know, You can change all that by downloading and installing the Jeep Talk Show app on your iOS phone or tablet or your Android phone or tablet. With our new app, you can truly have the latest Jeep Talk Show episode on demand.
3: And continuing our domination of all things media, we are on YouTube. Guys, it's how we bring the show to you live twice a week. Watch the live show or watch past shows at YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And hey, if you subscribe now, you'll be notified of all of our new
0: videos and posts. Are you thinking, boy, the Jeep Talk Show sounds like a lot of fun? Well, I wonder if I could be part of the show. Well, of course you can. Just send us an email at info at JeepTalkShow.com and tell us your idea of what you want to do on the show. We love our listeners.
4: Hey, and are you listening? The Jeep Talk Call-In Show. What is it? Well, you know, it's another podcast that you can call into. JTS scientists have devised a way that Tony and I stream audio and video to you live. And you can even talk back to us. I know, it's a little scary, but you know what? It's really fun. Join Tony and I every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time and call in. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show.
3: Well, that's it for this week, there? guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. Plus. And above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. So no matter where you are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's at our outdoor wheeling spots and destinations in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stand designated trails, Don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org.
0: 45 seconds, Josh. <laughs> oh, for
3: F's
4: sake. <laughs> <laughs> hey folks, don't miss the line. To in check here? out my You can check out, follow me on my journey, my Jeep Journey, at my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And I usually post once a week.
3: And hey, if you want to hear all the voices that are in my head, yes I have more than Nikki G, head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. Stuff aluminum foil will
0: not help. Unless it's an echo chamber.